Hi, I'm Beth. I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 64. Today, Andrea and I are so excited to have Amber Barrett on to talk about organization. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hello, Beth. How are you? Sorry. I'm good. I love I love technology. It's been giving me a bad time today. I'm on an old laptop, so I'm like sitting here like clicking the unmute button, and it's like not responding. Um, since my uh, brand new laptop apparently doesn't support Skype anymore, even though it did two days ago. But cool. Oh, updates. Well, and it's funny. I'm reading, uh, you know, through our information purposes only and medical advice. I'm like, today it's not really medical advice or treatment, uh, but you know, you may need to consult a doctor depending on what kind of organization you're planning on doing. Exactly. It can it can give some people a rough time. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, I'm me... excited for today. Yes. Yeah, so please go ahead and introduce our guest because I can't yeah. wait to talk to her. Absolutely. So we have on Amber today. Amber is an expert organizer for boss babe mompreneurs that want to have it all at home and in their businesses. Founded in 2018, Amber created Arranged by Amber Professional Organizing to design customized solutions for the way you actually live. Her clients always have the satisfaction of knowing every detail has been considered and handled with care. Whether organizing a home office or a children's playroom, Amber makes this process simple and streamlined. Hey, Amber! Hello! Thank you so much for coming on today. I am so excited to be here with you lovely ladies. I first want to know, how did you get into organizing? How did you decide that this was one of your callings? Well, it's funny because when I was a kid, I remember all the time, you know, playing with my Barbie dolls and I used to have this huge plastic tote that my mom got me filled to the brim with all of my Barbie toys and the dream closet and, you know, whatever. And I would spend hours just setting it all up, lining the shoes up, putting the clothes in the closet. And I didn't really make my Barbies talk. And so my mom will tell me this story all the time. She's like, I don't know. You were just born to do this because I would walk in and you were never making your Barbie dolls talk like other little girls. You were just setting up the closet and I would do this for hours. So I don't know. It's just been kind of in me since I was little. And it just brings me so much satisfaction and joy just making a space look more organized and the way it can just bring so much calm into your life. And it's just so satisfying for me. I love it. I love all of that. I It's really funny because I was probably the complete opposite when it comes to uh, organizing and doing things like playing with my dolls. Like I was much more of the let's have them have a conversation and we'll throw all the, the <laughs> clothes everywhere across the room. Yep. So yep. Um, I think it's so interesting as people kind of start. You see how we play as kids and kind of who we become. Yes, I was very much along the same lines of Beth, for sure. I was definitely a very messy kid, so that's, like, just funny to see (laughs) or hear about that. (laughs) All right, so we were able to ask ask for people's questions, and the first question that we got actually does have to do with closets. So Katie asks... Yes, my closet. It's always been a battle to figure out best ways to hang and store things. Do you hang all of your clothes or fold some from drawers? I can never get it to look organized. 
the closet, my favorite. <laughs> I always, my rule of thumb is that I always hang as much as I can, but for things like sweaters and jeans, I always fold those and stack them on a shelf or in a bin because sweaters, especially it's so easy for them to get ruined by a hanger and you've got like the weird hanger bumps on your shoulders. Um, but if you're, if you're trying to make your closet look more organized, a really quick and affordable way to do that is just change out all of your hangers that are mismatched. So it's really easy for us to get, you know, the wire hangers if we go to dry cleaning or, you know, if we go shopping at one store and we get a hanger from there, we have all these mismatched hangers. And so just by simply switching them all out for something that's uniform can make a world of difference when you walk in and see that everything is similarly hung on the same color hanger and my favorite place to get hangers is Costco and they usually have a box of 50 for around 20 bucks it's pretty inexpensive and you can just make everything look so much better um, another great thing to do would just be putting all like items with like so if you have long sleeve shirts put them all together color code them you can even go a step further and use the they're round and a lot of um, department stores have them, but they're size um, markers, if you will. They're just round and you can label them and just put short sleeve shirts or long sleeve shirts. And it just adds that little fun. I'm getting dressed in my own boutique this morning. It just looks more like a store and less like a home closet. Just adds that little pop of fun to your closet to make it look organized. Um, and another great thing that you can do is just to utilize that empty wall space that all of us have in our closet sometimes. I really like using command hooks and I will line them up on the walls if there's any empty space and that way you can get rid of having a big pile of scarves or maybe hats or jewelry that you're not really seeing because it's all in a drawer and that can free up a lot of drawer space and then you can just add it to the wall and then you can see it every day when you walk in. So it's gets having having that stuff hanging on the wall lets you get ready in the morning and just have a lot more fun with it I love those tips and I just want to say how much I recently switched to all like the same hangers and for the most part I already did like I had a few different colors of like the same style and then I had a few random hangers here and there and I just like moved I had enough to do like all pretty much the same color and it's like stupid how much of a difference it make, makes like yeah, isn't it it's like ridiculous. Like my closet just looks like so much better. And I really like didn't do anything else. <laughs> so mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes a total difference. That's awesome. So I love that. I, I totally agree. And we switched. My husband's always been onto the like all wood hangers, which pardon me is like, they're thicker. They take up more room. I can't put as much stuff in my closet. And then, mm -hmm. then my answer to that is that I really don't need that much stuff in my closet. So, right. um, but I do also love, I just started recently doing the organized by style so like I do I have my long sleeve yeah, shirt on mm -hmm. one side and then my pants in the middle and then short sleeves and like uh dress like tank shirts and then dresses are on the end so the things that are harder to reach are the things that I don't use as often um so I think that those are such actionable tips and um for me they've definitely made a difference Absolutely. Yeah. Another great thing that you can do, especially because I always like to try to get rid of a few things that I'm not using. We have a hard time. Most of us have a hard time getting rid of things because we attribute them with memories or, you know, when I get to a certain size, I'm going to wear this. But what I like to do is turn all of my hangers um, kind of backwards. So I hang them backwards on my rack 
And then after a month of, you know, picking out whatever I want to wear, anytime I put something back in my closet, I'll switch the hanger around so it's facing a different direction. And then at the end of the month, you can kind of go back and see, oh, these five shirts, their hangers were never turned around, so I didn't wear them at all. Do I really need to keep them? I love that. I um, I think it's really important to be mindful of the things that you wear. I also like, and I don't know if you tell people to do this, but if I put something on and I don't like it based on the way it fits me, I like put. I have a pile that I kind of keep as a giveaway pile because, like, if I don't like how it fits me now, either it's probably it's probably I'm probably never gonna like the way it the way it fits me. So I might as well just get rid of it now. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So our next question is more of a cabinet question. This is from LM Bomar 85. Hey, Laura. Um, I have a closet that has a deep corner. It feels like such a wasted space. I've considered a lazy Susan, but it seems like in kind of an inefficient use. Mm, corner cabinets are definitely can be a little struggle. Um, what I like to do for corner cabinets when I'm organizing a kitchen is I typically will use Lazy Susans, but only for things that are round. And what I mean by that is like spices or cooking oil or even condiments, things like of that nature that are already in a round package. And it makes the Lazy Susan just so much more, not even just eye appealing, but it's so much easier to use because all of the items are round anyway. Um, If you're not looking to use Lazy Susans and you don't usually store those types of items in your corner cabinet. A really great idea is using shelf risers and they actually make shelf risers now for corner cabinets. So they are kind of in that triangle shape. And I know the container store has them. I get them there all the time and target even bed, bath and beyond. You can get these shelf risers for corner cabinets and that way you're utilizing more of your vertical space. You're not just only using what you have, down below, you can use it and add more items in there. And it's a lot more easy and accessible to get to the items that you need. I I love that. I think that the corner cabinets are, fortunately, my house right now doesn't have them, but my last house definitely did. And I feel like they're kind of like the bane of, <laughs> bane of kitchens is those corner cabinets. So I think that's really helpful. Did you have something to say, Andrea? No, I was just going to say, yeah, we have one. And right now it's my like shove all the random crap that I really don't want to throw out or get rid of. But, uh, you know, so it's, it's, I just never have to get access it. <laughs> and speaking of all the crap that we don't want to get rid of, I would love your insight, Amber, on like the, the household junk drawer. Do you think that it's okay to have a designated spot for the you know, crap we're not quite ready to get rid of, or should everything truly have a space or a place? I am totally game for a junk drawer. I have one myself. Um, It's probably more organized than what other people's junk drawers look like, but um, sometimes we just never know what we're going to need. And so you don't, you know, my, my philosophy is not about throwing everything out that you, you know, don't have a home for right now. It's just making it so that it's more accessible and you can actually see what you have. That's really the biggest issue for clutter is we just don't know what we have sometimes because it's all over the place and nothing is with like items. So yeah, a junk drawer is definitely okay in my book. I use drawer dividers um, and you can get those anywhere, clear dividers, whatever. Um, And that way, if you have batteries, you can throw the batteries all in one little divider and that's where they are. Throw pens, throw gum, gift cards, 
whatever else might be in that drunk drawer, as long as it's visible and you can see it when you open the drawer and it's not all piled on top of each other, it makes a world of difference. And that way you can actually see what you need. You can grab it and go. So the fact that I need a spatula to open my junk drawer is probably not a good thing. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) All right. So we have our resident question from Dr. Andrea Moore. She says, I have one. My husband uses our dining room table as his office space, which means there is a laptop or two, including mine, paperwork, etc., always on it. I just... It just always feels so disorganized. But when I put any organizational drawers, it feels like an office and not a dining table, which I don't like. Any magic or genius ideas? We have an open concept and don't really have anywhere else for his office. Okay, gotcha. I really, really love using um, acrylic hanging file boxes. And you can get creative with whatever kind of box you want it to look like. But for my kitchen counter... I sometimes use the same space that you're talking about, Andrea, for my office space. I just like working there on the kitchen, but I don't like all of my paperwork to be out in the open. And when guests come over, I don't like everybody to see it. So I just have a simple acrylic file box and I put whatever kind of color folders I want and I just label the tabs. And that helps with paperwork so much because if it is sitting on the table, it's at least contained in that little box. And then you can kind of go through it every week and see oh, I don't really need this anymore. I can toss this or shred this, whatever. Um, It just is a way to keep it contained and you can have an action file, which I have in mind. It's a to-do file or a to-file file. That way, you know, if the mail comes, maybe you can just stick those items in the action file and you know later on that week you need to do something with it, but at least it's not laying on the counter just adding to the clutter. So I would definitely say get a file box. They're inexpensive and it's a really great way to at least keep things vertical and so that they're not adding stacks and stacks of paper. Mm, Yeah, that's a great idea. Cool. What about the cords? (laughs) That's like, I think the biggest (laughs) thing too. It's like my husband doesn't like to like unplug it and plug it and put it away because then it's like annoying and it's like we have to like wrap around like it's hard it's like not an easy thing like it's not a quick like plug unplug because we kind of have our dining room table like shoved up against the wall since we only use one side of it mm-hmm. um so it's like well, then we have to like you know crawl around furniture and it's just like they look so <laughs> ugly and they're just like on the table and I'm guilty of it as well because I leave mine out too like I don't know I don't know if there is a magic solution other than completely changing up how we do things but I was just curious if you had any other things I like the file cabinet thing though yeah, cords cords are a pain, but I do like using, and I have to remember what they're called, but they're basically like little stickies that you can kind of pop onto the table, and um, I'll have to send you guys the link for them, but they're just a little open space, and you can kind of weave the cord through, so at least it has a place where it's staying, so if you do unplug it, it stops it from falling to the floor, it holds the end of the cord right on that little sticky thing. Um, And that way it's not moving around all over the place and you at least have an idea where it's at. And I also like to use, um, you can even use like uh, bread holders. Like when you close a a bag of bread, the little tabs that are on there, um, I put those on my cords and I just write with a Sharpie what it goes to. And that way you're not, you know, doing the whole travel from the computer down to the wall to figure out what cord does this belong to. Um, It's already written on the little tabs that you can see. 
Um, and if it's possible, I always try to get clear cords or at least a color of a cord that complements where the location is. So if I have a white wall and the cord is going against the wall, I try to get a white cord. I know you can't always, you know, decide that with computers, but yeah, cords are kind of a mess and a pain. <laughs> That's actually, I love that idea of the sticky thing on the back of the table. Cause like my husband gets so annoyed when his cord falls down, you know what I mean? And so like, I feel like he would probably like love that. And then I could like easily like, just like shove it away when I didn't like aesthetically like it without having to do it. And for my new laptop, I totally could get a cord that matches because it's like a normal like phone charger cord. Mm -hmm. I actually think I might have one already. That's like this ridiculously long phone charger thing. So awesome. I never even thought about things because I had this stupid black cord for my computer where I used to have a white one against my white walls. (laughs) I love those. I will say I like uh, Quirky is a brand that I use for um, like cord holders. I think you might be able to stick them, but they're, like, kind of rubbery, so they sort of stick, like, they they don't slide too much anyway, so, and you can get them Mm -hmm. in, like, a bunch of different colors, Um, and then, you know, if you're getting new cords, Amazon Basics cords are really reasonable, you can get them usually in black or white, um, which are kind of your two, your two options, but they're really reasonably priced, so I feel like you can get, like, a two foot, or a six what was it yeah like a two foot long cord versus you know the one that might come with it might be only you know two to three feet long and or you can get a six foot long one and um two meter that's what I was looking for uh so I really like that as well so I think those are great tips yeah Amazon to the rescue always So we haven't talked a lot about kind of toy solutions and kids solutions. So let's talk first about, I mean, I don't know, and I I know that I'm not the only one, but I feel like my child gets so many stuffed animals. It is insane that like for the most part, we end up just like shoving them in hampers, but I feel like there are better (laughs) options. Tell me, tell me your ways for this. Yeah, so stuffed animals are a little tricky with kids because they know every single one of them by name (laughs) and they love them. But I really like, it's called the Stuff and Sit and the maker of it is Creative QT um, and there's different sizes of them and it's essentially a beanbag chair. So it's empty and it's kind of just a blank case. And when your child is done playing with them, they just stuff them back in and they can sit on it. It's like a little beanbag chair. And what I really liked using those for is when a child might have a million and one stuffed animals, the mom or dad might say, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to pare down anything that doesn't fit in your stuff and sit. We're going to give away to another child. And a lot of parents are kind of surprised that when I talk to children and say this, they might think that they're unwilling to give up a toy or you know, a stuffed animal, but kids are smart. And if you tell them, you know, this little boy or little girl doesn't have all the toys that you have, do you think it would be okay if we let him or her have your toy that you're not using so that they can be happy and play with it? Kids are totally resilient and they know all this stuff and they know they have a lot of stuff and, and their, their willingness to give to other children that might not have toys always astounds me and it's always so very sweet. So this is one way to help them kind of weed out the ones that they don't really love anymore by giving them something visible to see. And when you say, if they don't fit in here, these are the ones we're going to give away or donate to other little boys or girls. I love that. And I wanted to to say something um, kind of in relation to the toys giving away. We are going to a birthday party for my older one 
this weekend. And with the invite, we've got this kind of paper list and it says, instead of bringing a toy for so-and-so whose birthday it is, bring something on this list and the child whose birthday it is is going to donate all of these toys to the local like children's hospital or something like that. So we have a list of things to bring. Now this kid who invited the entire class to our birthday party doesn't, they don't have to deal with 30 new toys that they don't really want. And then they get the experience of taking them and donating these brand new toys. So Right. I really loved that idea. Um, I love the idea of giving. I, I think kids. I think kids respond so much better the, to we're going to give this to someone else to play with versus we're just going to throw it away because I know that my own exactly. child is the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throwing it away sounds like oh my gosh, you're killing it! Like you're you're giving it away, you're not going anywhere. Great, but if you tell them it's for someone else that they don't have it, they're so much so much better at doing that. Awesome. And I know that you have something to suggest as far as that kids artwork goes, because I know we get about four to five pages a day of my child's artwork and most of it I sneakily try to recycle, but the things that I might want to keep, what are your suggestions on that? Yeah, these, um, the frames that I use are called Little Little Da Vinci Kids Art Frames, and you can get these from Amazon, and basically what they are is they're a little bit of a deep frame, so you can put around 20 to 30 pages in these frames, and you can alternate them, and so a lot of the clients I work with, if we're using these frames, we'll put them in the children's room or in a parent's office, and we'll put them at a level where the kid can actually go over, and the frames just open up like a door handle. And so the child can go over and if they are tired of looking at that certain picture that they did, they can just kind of go through, see what the ones that they want to showcase and then just flip over the picture that they want and close up the frame. So it's a way of storage and also displaying your child's artwork because you're not having this huge stack of everything just laying around and and it's something that the child can be actively looking at and, and appreciating and also change themselves. If that's too much, I also really like keepsake bins. Um, I'm a huge fan of file boxes. So even just a regular keepsake bin, you can customize it with uh, the child's name on the front with like a vinyl label. Um, And just for a couple of my clients, all I do is just put the year or the grade that the child's in all through kindergarten up to high school. Um, And so if there's leftover paperwork that maybe the parent or the child doesn't want to get rid of but save, it just goes in that year's file and they can refer to it later on. I love those. My kid is not of artwork age yet, but I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. I like the little like Da Vinci frame. That sounds really cute. Cool. Thanks. I do love that. I'm not a huge file box fan. I do have a file cabinet that I use for a lot of things, but I like binders um so Mm -hmm. I know like for my child I mean we get like school pictures and then things like that I put like the clear sleep protectors in the binders and if there's you know an extra special picture or something I will slide it into the sleep protector and then have it that way on the shelf versus um in the boxes yeah that's a really great idea I love that that's awesome um can I ask a question Beth absolutely go for it questions at you. I actually have two questions. So, well, they're separate. So first one being, and I don't know if this is your area of expertise, Amber, so feel free to like say what you want to this one. I feel like I can have these moments where I do like 
you know, clear my counters, clear my space, like get everything organized, my drawers. It's the like keeping it organized piece. And like by the end of the day, my house looks like a hot mess, even though like, you know, but by, by, like three hours after, you know, I clean it and clear everything off, shit is everywhere again. So like, what are your recommendations for that piece? Yeah, maintaining it is is hard. My recommendation is I always tell people to start small. So it doesn't matter how many times you clean or organize a space. It gets messy most of the time because what you're searching for or what you're actually using from that space is getting mixed up with all the things that you're really not using. So I always suggest if maybe, like you're saying, um, I don't know, a kitchen cabinet is really driving you crazy, like that corner cabinet, um, just focus on that space that day and just clear out the stuff that you know you're not going to use or you haven't touched in however long and then put it put only the things that you are using and that you know you're going to use again back in that corner cabinet and you'll find that it's a lot less likely that you're going to get messy again because you're only using the things that you actually need and want and they have a home and they're not getting all mixed up with all that other stuff that we tend to collect that's really the biggest issue I find is that even if it might be organized, if you're still mixing it all in with the stuff that you're not using, it kind of can get messy again. Mm, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for me, it's like the the clutter on the counter. Do you know what I mean? It's like the stuff that like has a home and doesn't get put away, really. Because right. my shockingly, my drawers and pantry and stuff, like, those are all fine. Like, I don't really have an issue with those. It's the it's the external space that you see, because I could give a crap if my cabinet was messy anyways. But for the most part, yeah, it's that. It's the putting it away. So do you have a system? Do you, like, at the end of the day, you spend, like, 10 minutes, like, tidying up? Or do you, like, clean up as you go? Like, what is your go-to? Typically, I will clean up as I go. I mean, but I'm human. There are days where <laughs> I'm lazy and I don't feel like it. Um, so I have a command center, um, and these are so much fun to create in your home. I mean, Pinterest has like a million and one ideas on a command center. Um, but for clients, I always like to have a little folder or, um, it's not a file box, but the ones that you can hang on the wall, offices have them a lot. I'm so not good with terminology for these products, but, um, you just stick each child's folder in one of these hanging file boxes off of the wall and that way even your own children can use them when they're older. Um, A lot of my clients struggle with permission slips or, you know, homework. And so if you teach your children to put them in the box as soon as they come home, you know, there's a hook for the backpack, the file box is right there, just stick it inside. That way it's not accumulating on your countertops. It's in this family command center and each person in the family has their own name written on a file there's a big calendar maybe that you can write all of the things on there so that everybody's on the same page no matter what day it is. Um, so yeah, if not that, at least a file box because then you're not visually seeing all this paper clutter. Just sort the mail as soon as it comes in. Sort through your children's backpacks or teach them to do that as well when they get home and you know show them this is your file. Stick whatever you need mommy to sign in here or you know here's mail this needs to be paid so I'm putting this in the bill box and then every week I go through it at the end of the week and that's how I maintain it that's great thank you I love that okay my other question for you unless Beth you have something to say to that at all no I was gonna say I I love the (laughs) idea that I think they're hanging file folders maybe but um yeah I love that idea and I'm like looking at my Mm -hmm 
my kind of entryway of where I could put that because like the mail is like the bane of my existence because it's so much junk mail. I try to like put it in the recycle before I even come inside and then the rest of it. Yeah. So I love it. So what's your next question? Yeah. Um, My next question is for like someone like, I don't know, what is your favorite like very like cheap, like almost like no purchase organizing tips. Cause I feel like sometimes I, like I know personally, I, I like where my barrier sometimes is, is like, I'm like, Ooh, all these devices sound super cool. And then I like it, go look and then I get overwhelmed and then I like, don't actually really take action. So like, what's like your best tips like for someone who just like, all right, to get started right now, you don't need to buy anything. Like what would you say to do or look at or think about? That is a really good question. Um, Organizing certainly doesn't have to be spending tons of money. I mean, unless you're going after that Instagram beautiful picture um, that looks straight out of a magazine, organizing can be as simple as just getting rid of that stuff that you just don't have a use for. Um, And that's really what I advocate for my clients to do is just, you know, pick a small space. It can sometimes feel overwhelming if we're looking at our entire house, but you kind of work up the got to stretch those muscles like you would in exercising. Once you get going, it's more fun and you feel more motivated to continue working throughout your home. So pick a small space and just go through it for five or 10 minutes and get rid of those things that you really don't um, need or use anymore. You don't have to spend tons of money at, you know, the container store. You can, um, drawer dividers are a huge, huge, huge help. And you can get those cheap at the dollar store or you can, use cardboard boxes. I use old pencil cases and cardboard boxes cut to the size that I need if I'm on a budget and I'm not spending for organizing supplies. Um, And it can be as simple as what we said about a closet, just putting all of your long sleeve shirts together or changing out the hangers. Um, It really is about visual clutter too. I mean, you just don't realize the sense of calm and so much more peace and ability to think when you're not staring at all of the stuff that you're not using and that doesn't have a home. Um, So my biggest tip, if you're just starting out and you don't want to spend money um, and you want to take action now is just pick the biggest place that, or the biggest spot that, that irritates you right now. It's giving you the most stress and just take five or 10 minutes a day and work on it. It doesn't have to be all done right then and there, stretch those muscles of organizing and you'll get motivated to keep doing it. That's great. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I like to start small for sure because I definitely get overwhelmed. (laughs) Overwhelmed, you mean with kids and uh, your own business and a a regular job? I mean, I think that's (laughs) far for the course. (laughs) I I love all the tips that we had today. I think that they're really um, actionable for our listeners and I think that there's some really great... um, great things here to help people get organized is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about organization or about anything um that you'd like to share i'm cutting off amber i have one more question for you is your instagram your real home like is that are those pictures out of your home uh so not all of my instagram pictures are from my home no the ones on my story are Okay. Um, if, if you look at the ones, I forget what they're called, like the ones that you can, you know, keep up there. Yeah. Um, those are from my real home. Yes. Um, but some of the pictures are from clients' homes or just from mm-hmm. the container store inspiration kind of that I'm pulling from. Uh, so don't worry. My home is not perfect. I promise. 
it's her, you guys have to follow her on Instagram. It's like such a pretty account. I love it. So that's all I want to say before. It's a great account. So thank you. Awesome. So yes, check out Amber on her Instagram. We'll give all that at the end. But anything else, Amber, that you wanted to add? Um, I think just have fun with organizing. I think sometimes people can uh, stress over, like you said, it can be overwhelming, but just pick that small space and start. And I promise you will just feel so much better once you get rid of all of that clutter and just see what you're really using. Sounds good to me. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more from Amber, you can find her at arrangedbyamber.com and she's also on social media and Facebook and Instagram and all of that uh, with Arranged by Amber and I will link to those in the show notes and don't forget that you can always follow Andrea and I on social media for news, updates and calls for questions. You can find me Beth at Feats of Real Eats and Andrea at Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast related information can be found at Real Moms, Real Life dot com.